Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Thrive and EDU podcast. I am Rochelle Danae Poth. This is season three, episode 41. And if you are listening for the first time, thank you for joining in. I do hope that you will go back and listen to some of my prior episodes, which there are a lot of them out there, uh, but they cover a lot of different topics. EdTech, teaching, self-care, mindfulness, emerging technologies, conferences. Some of the episodes for a long period of time, I was using our Thriving EDU Thrive O'Clock live shows that I downloaded because they were such great conversations and we had so much fun with our guests live. But also for anybody who listens to the podcast and didn't get a chance to join in that uh, live chat that we had, it's always good to have another way to share those conversations, which is exactly what this episode is all about. So today I'm going to share with you when Mel and I had a great conversation with our guest, John Spike. And so be sure to connect with me, with Mel, with John on Twitter, on Instagram, join the Facebook community for Thriving EDU. And I hope that you enjoy listening and we'll go back and listen to prior episodes and also share this podcast with others. Thanks for listening and tune in to our episode coming up now. Hey, everybody. It's so great to see you. Happy Friday, TGIF. It's Melody here with the amazing and wonderful and beautiful Rochelle. Um, Rochelle, how are you doing today? Uh, after that introduction, I'm doing amazing. So how are you today? I am so grateful that it's Friday. I don't know if I have one brain cell left and uh, it's showing. I can't think of basic words. <laughs> no, today I said this is like the most Monday Friday I've ever had. And the day went like really, really slow. But then I did some uh, yesterday in my eighth grade STEAM class. We're doing, we're back to doing, we've been doing coding and then we do a lot of artificial intelligence, augmented virtual reality. So I was mirroring my iPad on the Promethean board and doing some fun stuff, putting, you know, crazy things in the room. But then there's this one app, it's seeing AI. So it scans and it uh, like, it reads the scene or reads, you know, the person. And so it was fun, like, doing some of that stuff with them today to have a couple of laughs and, and get through the day. But it was, it's been a long week and I think people are feeling it. Some of those who are not necessarily on spring break yet or not in their <laughs> second spring break yet, because a lot of people had like a spring break and now they have like another break, but wow, there are some of us that are like, all right, we got three more days next week and thank goodness it is Friday. So, but anyway, Amen. And I just want to, I can't believe Easter is almost here and it's probably my most favorite holiday. Um, I got a friend oh, over this side. I got a I friend in the that. back joining us. Um, but yeah, I love Easter. I'm so sorry you haven't been on spring break yet. That really, really sucks. It really sucks yeah. when like you're watching everybody else have fun and go places and you still have to go to work. Yeah. And, you know, now that I work, you know, with spaces, I don't get the summers off and, uh, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be super fun. Right. I know. Um, but let's get to our shout outs. Do you have any to give today? I probably do, but do you want to go first? 
Sure, sure. Um, I love, I, I think about all my shout outs strategically. Um, first, I want to say that I had an amazing book chat with Molly Schaefer and Jillian Du Bois. And it was, I'm going to actually drop the link in just a second. It was so amazing and just um, in time for Autism Acceptance Month. And next week, I hope that, you know, if you like book chats, if you like you know, having more for your personal or school library, I'm actually going to do another book that's along the same lines. If you can see, mm -hmm. um, representation is very important to me and something that I want my kids, you know, we're a white family, but um, we don't have to read just about white kids, right? <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Um, you know, that's really important to me. And so I'm really excited about my book chats this month. And um, I, I also got to talk to Dave Schmidto today. So if he's watching, hey, Dave, thanks for taking the time. And Dean Ganey. Oh my gosh, I uh, want to give a kudos to Dean. He's in this, it's called Design Your Digital Classroom. Yeah. Um, and it's like a conference digitally. And he's, you know, um, he's doing great work. And so I got to talk a lot with him today. Um, but anyway, yeah. What about you? Even with all of that time, that I, extra time that I had to come up with something, I'm like, huh, no, um, let's see, <laughs> shout out. So I'm going to give a shout out to my students who may or may not, some of them do tend to, they found out that we do this thing and they do join in and watch and talk about like, we saw that you were dressed like a pirate one time when we had <laughs> Dave on. And um, so that was fun. But honestly, like, I, I think that sometimes, you know, students, I'll just go with students think that, you know, when, when teachers come to school or administrators, everybody in education, they're just like, they want to be there. They're excited. Like every day it's like, yeah, I just want to do my job. And like, we have hard days too. Yeah. I, I don't think that a lot of them realize how much they do lift us up in, in a couple of days as mood I, or this, this week, I even said to my one class who are like all excited about it. They're always wanting to do games and read. And they're just so about Spanish. I said, you know, like sometimes it's tough, you know, I'm tired too. Like, but mm -hmm. you like, you motivate me and you inspire me. And, and sometimes you say ridiculous things, but, uh, so I'm giving the shout out to them. Oh, yeah. Do you and think then, they're watching? I, I don't know. You never, you never know. But sometimes they do because I didn't know that they actually did. And then one day they're like, Hey, Stacy. Oh, my, my amazing Nashville friend who I should be seeing soon. Um, uh, sometimes, or one time they said, Oh yeah, we shot, we saw your show. And I went, what show might that be? And then they, that, that's what it was. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, you might remember I was trying to get Tom Hanks to stop by our school because he was filming. Yes. And so they were kind of the same groups, but giving them a shout out. And then um, there is um, a group that I got to know. It's called Class Composer. And they guest moderated the formative chat two Mondays ago, I think, with a great topic about like, that's the way we've always done it and take making changes and everything. And so they gave away a couple copies of my book and they've been just nice. really helping to share some of the work that like some of our friends are doing. Yeah. Um, and so I just want to give them a shout out because they're, they're, they're looking and seeing people are writing blogs, people are doing podcasts, especially this time of year, it's tough to get through, you know, self-care and they're, they've been really trying to share and support educators. So I, I am thankful that. for all of those people. <laughs> yes. And I want to give a shout out to Amanda Fox. She just like, um, I, Amanda, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it's so funny. She's so clever. She, she has a way with words. She just like either got the proof copy of her Canva book 
out. Um, yeah. It's almost ready. Like I get to read it. I'm on her. I get to be on her launch team. So I'm going to help her. But I can't wait to um, read that. So a shout out to you and all the work she's been sharing for the last couple of months, all that she's doing with Canva. And she's an amazing content creator. Okay, before we, we have an amazing guest today, so stick around and we have a fun game. Um, before we do that, I have something amazing I wanna share too. So you know that I work for Spaces um, and that is a, it's an ed tech platform and I have something so fun that is happening. It's called Spring Into Spaces. So I am gonna drop the link and I want everybody to join. We're gonna um, do this for the next eight weeks and there's gonna be lots of prizes like gift cards and um, just every week we're gonna do something fun and educators get to check it out, how it feels to be a student in one of these spaces um, in these classes and um, you know get rewarded for doing tasks. So please um, consider joining our Spring Into Spaces class um, it's just, it's a, it's something that I am doing with, um, in the community and I would love for y'all to join and that's enough about that. Thank you friends, whoever this is, who's Facebook user. Oh, I love when we have a Facebook user join us. Who do you think it is? Uh, it could be Brett, which is, uh, what does it say? It just says Facebook user. And I think oh, they said, hello, hey, but friends. we need to bring, it says, Hey friends. It could be Barbara. I don't know. It could be Who Barbara. Is it? is it Jillian? Yeah, it could be Barbara. It could be, it could be Linda. Shadow. Linda Edwards. Is it Linda. you? I want to give a shout out to Linda Edwards. She is amazing. Yeah. She contributes a lot. Okay. Or Bonnie. All right. But we have, we're, we're a little bit behind. So let's um, bring up our guest, John yes. Spike. And I got to meet him this last January at FETC. Hey, John. Hey, great to be here. And yeah, I think we did meet kind of face to face uh, for the first time at FETC, which was just absolutely a blast. It was. It was so great. And it was great to meet you. But Rochelle has, she knows a lot more about you. And I'm going to let you say something about you, but I want Rochelle. Okay. Rochelle, tell us what you know about this guy. Okay. So first <laughs> of all, I do, I do want to acknowledge the fact that I did say I know it was Dave. Oh. <laughs> it was one of my guesses <laughs> on the road. No, so I've known, I've known John for a while and I, and I don't know if it was the first time that we met in face to face was at um, Summer Spark conference if that was it um that was a great conference a couple of years ago although it's been several years since you know i'd been there and it happened and then i do remember meeting you uh well i mean seeing you at isti in chicago because tara martin was doing the chat that night from i forget what the place was and i had my time zones all totally mixed mix up but there were a lot of people there like melissa was there polikowski and chuck was there and uh i mean Andrew Eason was there. There were a lot of great people there. So we had a chance to catch up, but I've known you for a while been following your work. Got to see you at, was it FETC? I think we, yeah, I think we, we yeah. ran into each other FETC, like, you know, coming and going from, you know, yeah. podcast recordings and things like that. And too, it was so, so, it was so brief too, because I had it on my list to stop by to see you at the booth because I was so like the fact that you had a booth was absolutely awesome and what you were doing. And I felt so bad. I didn't have a ton of time because I was running from like session to session to, to see all that you have and that you've been working on um, to build to what you have now that you're going to share with us here today. So I just think that it's going to be a great show and people are going to be amazed with what you share with us during our time here. So if you could add a little bit more about what exactly is it that John Spike does? <laughs> Yeah. So I started as a high school English teacher and then was a K-12 technology integrator, helping faculty, staff, students, you know, use technology in their teaching and actually just kind of, um, you know, I think I've been in the role five years now, which is wild to me. Um, I'm now a coordinator of instructional tech in a teacher prep uh, mm -hmm. college of ed uh, in uh, South Central Wisconsin called UW-Whitewater. 
and oh. it's 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 really is that how just, you know Mandy Freilich? Um, I've known Mandy since the dawn of time. Uh, okay. So <laughs> yeah, we we go way back, like a lot of Wisconsin EdTech conferences. But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, in in that role, really just kind of take that K-12 tech integrator and then just now I do it for future teachers and the faculty and staff who train teachers. I teach there. I teach a digital tools course and then a course called video games and learning. Mm -hmm. And then uh, just recently, the last two years, I started um, an LLC called GameStorm EDU. And I'm uh, right now uh, just released my first commercial game uh, it's Ooh. called Game Stormers, and uh, it just this week I am absolutely shocked. Um, it funded on Kickstarter, so yay! Um, yeah, so um, if you're not familiar with Kickstarter, it's a crowdfunding site. So you mm -hmm. put up an idea, you have pledge options for it, and people, uh, you know, hopefully if you you make a good sell on 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 the product or the service you offer, people will back it. And so yeah, we reached our goal on day two and uh, we're just extremely excited about continuing to fund. And as we keep climbing, it's really fun in the board game world. Um, as you continue to fund, you usually have stretch goals. And mm -hmm. if you meet these funding goals, then you kind of unlock new things. So we're trying to unlock our next stretch goal to make our game even better. So uh, there's kind of the very long-winded intro. <laughs> and I have Amanda asks, um, so cool, how do we get to play it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's actually one really neat part is it's very commonplace now to create your game digitally to make available. So actually you can go and you can go to a website called tabletopia.com and you can play this game. It's publicly available on Tabletopia. So you can hop onto a Chromebook, um, laptop, desktop, and you can fire it up and play it with virtually with people. Uh, and then Ooh. if you back the game on Kickstarter, you'll get one of the first copies and uh, those hopefully that we're going to manufacture them this summer they'll take the long trip overseas from china to the u.s and then get sent out through fulfillment companies hopefully there's no like you know i don't know global shipping delay like we are currently experiencing maybe and no more global wars be, just so you know yeah yeah i'm, yeah. I'm kind of tempering my expectations but at some point it will make it here and be shipped out so yeah if you want to play it digitally it's available on tabletopia and then okay. Did you already Physically. put that link in the chat? I didn't put the Tabletopia one in. I'll, I'll shoot that over to the private okay, chat cool. for sure. Yeah. I'll and this is it. your Kickstarter project. Like if people want to go, I'm dropping that in the comments. If people, because oh. you can still get backed, right? Like you don't just have to meet your minimum. Yeah. So um, if you, it's a, it's an all or nothing. So if you meet that minimum, it will get made. And mm -hmm. then um, really, you know, anything on top of that just helps make the game even better. So uh, as people support and pledge, I'm able to add more into the game, you know, make the quality, the components even higher quality, mm -hmm. add new cards into the game and everything. So um, that's kind of the kind of the the new push is to yeah. let's hey, let's keep keep supporting the project. So, yeah, yes, let's keep keep supporting educator that educators that are content makers. And I'm just curious, like, who do you think will play it? Yeah. So I'll tell you just like a little quick overview of the game and then kind of tell you how we've seen teachers using it. Okay. Uh, and so basically in Game Stormers, you're kind of a game designer in this futuristic world and you have to make a game to please this elder Game Stormer picture. This person is like the ultimate, you know, they've been making games for the whole society. And so to do that, you create a five card game narrative. So you kind of collect cards, you can make your own cards uh, and you assemble your five card game. You have a storyline, two mechanics or things that happen in your game, 
into items, people, places, things that show up in your game. You assemble those, and then at the end of the game, you'll pitch your game to the fellow players uh, and tell them how your game works, what's neat about it, the narrative of it. Um, you vote for a winner. And then the other piece, too, is if you're not kind of that party game extrovert, you can also win via points. So there's somebody who wins by getting the most points. You assemble a game that scores you the most. Maybe your game mm. has the most cards worth the most value, or maybe you meet mm. some objectives that your cards have on them to make a really unified theme, or you work in a bunch of different narrative storylines uh, and kind of mix and match them. So that's kind of the, mm -hmm. the vision of the game. We've seen it played. Uh, it, it's sweet spot, I'd say, is middle school, high school, but we've had uh, older elementary play it. I just had an eight-year-old kick my butt the other day, which was great. Um, and to answer it. Amanda's question, the stretch goals, um, our next one is we're turning, um, we have a scorecard and usually there's sheets of paper. If you've played kind of board games or card games that have sheets of paper, we're going to turn that into a dry erase scorecard so you never have to worry mm. about buying more. Um, yeah. Next up, we are going to add more storyline cards. So the game comes with 25 different ones. We're going to add five more if we reach that stretch goal uh, as awesome. well. Uh, so we just got some fun. Those are our upcoming goals that are, are kind of coming up. So we've seen it as a creative writing prompt. Mm -hmm. um, so teachers have used it. You write, you, you create this game. Now you write about the game world. But a comp side teacher, his students played a few rounds, came up with game narratives, and then tried to code their game um, in different platforms, make it into an actual coded game. Uh, we've had a lot of fun ones. Some people just used it as a, like they played the game and then students tried to make their own games because the game kind of teaches you board game and card game design mm -hmm. by exposing you to different uh, kind of game strategies. So yeah, that's uh, my uh, that's my, my uh, little five minute pitch of it. <laughs> so you made a game that other people can make their own game. Yes, it's very meta. It's kind of, you know, gameception-y a little bit for sure. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> and who do you hope embraces this? Like, who are you really thinking about when you made this? Well, you know, I'm an educator, so guilty as charged. I, I think educators, uh, this is a, a great game. I think just for that, that rainy day, I mm -hmm. think it could be a great just jumping off point into some creative thinking for students. I think it's a, just a great family game because uh -huh. at the end of the game, you've, you've made something like I see mm -hmm. a lot of people taking a photo of the game they made uh, uh -huh. and, and being like, Oh, I'm just proud of this. You know, I didn't win, yeah. but I like what I made. I, I can't believe I strung these five cards together. Uh, they, some people are like, I would play the game I made, you know, it sounds fun. Yeah. And so yeah. even if you, sometimes I, I, I don't even notice if I win or lose anymore. Cause I'm just all into this goofy game. I, I, I kind of, Oh I like that. Yeah. Yep. But I love like, even at um, special guest here, sorry. Uh, <laughs> what's the play of the game? It's for anybody um, <laughs> that you made all the game cards, like for so many people that were stopping by and I have, it's in my wallet and I carry. I I'm sorry. I don't cards. have mine right now. I know, I know where it is. And yeah. I totally. And I yeah. showed my students. They're like, what is that? That is so cool. But I wanted to ask you um, for, for people, because I know several people that have, have done Kickstarter campaigns and you know, whether it's for something like you did, some have done it to get a book published yep. and some did like a couple of years ago, there were some augmented reality ones. I have one in, in my classroom at school and I was never, I was so embarrassed. I was like, never really sure what I was actually supposed to do with it because like they had the video and I'm like, I don't know that I can actually do this. And so 
do you recommend like, you know, cause there's obviously ways that you can get funding. And I guess it depends on what your product is. If it is essentially like a game or if it's a book and you don't rely on a lot of like excess costs, whenever you're programming and all of that, where you might go through like funding and all of that kind of stuff to get it. Is this something that's more specific to like an individual project passion project could be anything like that. Is that why you went like doing this Kickstarter? I, I, I'll be honest with you. I started probably four or five years ago kickstarting other people's board games. And what I loved about it is you kind of fall in love with their story mm-hmm. and their journey. So they tell you that narrative of, hey, here's what's cool about the game. Here's how you play it. But also here's why I did it. Here's who I'm doing it for. You know, here's what I think this game could bring to the world. And you kind of, you know, even if a game, you're not sure if it's going to be a fit for you, you kind of start believing in the creator and just being wanting to be a part of this this creator's journey too and so that's something that i really connected with and and one part of this game that's very important to me actually is is uh my i just my daughter is about to turn one um i started designing this game before she was born and when she was born uh you know i looked at her i'm like well there's my main character i wanted her to be a part of this too and so my daughter is actually a playable character she's on the cover of the game um, I stupidly, uh, my game is down in the basement. I should have grabbed it, but, um, I know. Look she's at on us. There. It's yeah. Friday. Yeah. We're not Our prepared. Moms, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she's on the game and, uh, yeah, I, I, it's been really great to, to be able to someday, you know, kind of show her like, Hey, you know, you were a big inspiration to me to make this mm-hmm. game. Uh, and so that's been a really cool part. And I've been trying to share that with backers. Like this is uh, a passion project to the nth degree. I'm excited about the idea. And I, I brought, you know, uh, my my favorite person into it uh, to mm-hmm. share this experience with me. So that I think is really special about Kickstarter is yeah. the product and the service are are just as important as the narrative that goes with it. And so that's right. that's yeah. what I'd recommend to people is if you've got a really interesting narrative to share with your product product, mm-hmm. um, it's it's a good fit. Uh, so that's that would be my advice. Uh, and then also it just the board game industry. This is big companies are doing it one person companies are doing Kickstarter because the other thing it does is it builds kind of this community around your product. Mm -hmm. And hopefully if people really like either the journey you brought them on or your product, they'll follow you to the next one. And so hopefully, hopefully if there's a game stormers expansion with more, you know, opportunities for stories and things like that, then people will come along for the ride again. I love that. So number one, congratulations for hitting your minimum. And we are going to congratulate you again when your stretch goals are completed. And number two, for embracing the family and community part of this. That is so wonderful. And number three, do you have a hashtag? <laughs> I, I really should. Um, I sometimes hashtag just game stormers. That's the name okay. of the game. Um, so yeah, I, if, you, if you are looking for one that might be the best one, otherwise I usually I think throw- it's great. The mm-hmm. game, the references the game. I put it on some of the usual, you know, game-based education ones, games for right. Ed and XP Lab mm. and and things like those. I throw it on there. But yeah, I guess I should probably, you know, if I get enough backers, maybe it'll be worthy of a hashtag. I think it's. A, I yeah. think you should have a hashtag. Game Stormers yeah. is pretty good. It is. I was good. waiting for your approval. Um, so now that I have it, I am gonna. Such I'll, I'll uh, start hashtagging it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying I'm a hashtag person. I want to follow the hashtag. So that is really cool. Yeah. And um, what are you thinking, Rochelle? Oh, one, I'm thinking just how long um, John has been in like this space in terms of like gamification and his involvement and then just the work Two, I'm thinking about his recent photo of him with his daughter. Right. 
is that what it was the other day? Like, like laying there next to each other, like on social media and stuff. And just what, I don't know, what a piece of like your family history that is going to be like what you went through, what the reason was for creating it. Uh, I'm sure with a lot of challenges and uncertainties about it, but that, that feeling that you have that like you're working on something it's your, you're passionate about it. And as you're doing that, like you're growing in different ways and you're also inspiring people who maybe in our age group, I'm going to say our age group, even though I know fairly well that I'm in my own age group out of these, the three of us here. John but, looks like a baby. I can't even believe he has a kid. Like, I'm yeah. like what? But it's, it's a good, it's a good story because you know, like there are, you know, game-based learning and gamification there are obviously differences, but a lot of the things, a lot of the tools that we use in our classrooms, many of them have been designed by younger students that just find this passion yes. for creating something. And, uh, in, and I was talking about my students earlier in my Spanish, I just got new Spanish books. And one of the activities for them is to work collaboratively to make a game about Santo Domingo. And it looks like Candyland. But it has all of the elements of, you know, the collaboration and problem solving, creativity and so things. So there's like, even if people think, oh, well, it's just a game. It's just a board game. But the learning potential that's involved in that, when you're looking at like social emotional learning, sometimes you don't even think about it, like what the potential is. Or if you're looking at you as a case study for entrepreneurship and having an idea and pitching it and what are the steps in the process to bring that actually to life and get into people's hands and being a spokesperson for that, for people who might have something that they're like, yeah, you know, I could never do this. I couldn't get the funding. You know, it's just an idea. Nobody would really you know, buy into that. Um, so I'm thinking those things, but I'm also wondering, are you going to have your own booth at any upcoming conferences? Ooh, that's good to know. Yeah. I, well, I, I mentioned, you know, my daughter just turning one. I, mm. I, I kind of, you know, I told my wife, I, I'm like, I, I, I want to get, get the game out there before this Kickstarter. And then I think after this, I'm going to exhale and I'm going to take a little conference break because it's hard being away from her. You know, she's only this age once. And so it, it, I'll probably be taking a little little conference breather, but definitely digitally. I, I I know that districts can't really kickstart. It's hard to, you know, that's not really pledging an amount to this this kickstart platform is realistic. So I'm going to have a different channel available for districts and organizations. Uh, so you'll see probably more of me in the in the digital space than the physical for a while. But I do want to. I I so enjoyed having a booth, and I so had a new respect for the vendors. You know, yes. and, and I know both of you have done such yeah. extensive work, but I always kind of, I, I, I never really hung out too much in the expo booth, but then yeah. mm. being on the other side of it, it's such an appreciation for, for what goes on to that. Like pitching a hundred times in a oh row is just incredibly <laughs> demanding. And it's, I realized I'm like, I don't wear the right shoes for standing. Yeah. That oh, <laughs> it's like, it's like nothing else. And I will yeah. say that I went to bet 2020 with micro well with Buncey actually we were in the Microsoft pavilion and I had never been to bed so I was like oh my gosh we're going to London and like we're in there and it's a different experience than like ISTE and I wasn't expected or wasn't anticipating that but um just being there and being on and having to say the same thing over and over or then actively like pull people in and seeing that aspect of it because it's one thing to be presenting a session or to do a playground because even a play a playground is more similar to like the expo experience because you have your own little space and people are coming over and you're trying to like engage them in you're doing the same thing over and over but to stand there and under the lights and all of that movement it's like sensory overload sometimes mm. uh, it's a great opportunity 
but it's, it's not easy work. And so I, yeah, I can totally, I can relate to that because those were, that was an awesome experience, but I was exhausted after those four days. So. Yep. And that's my job. So, you know, I would say, John, that we think that like tennis shoes are going to be the answer, but they're not Mm-mm. like, especially if you have high arches, I just want to say you want to get like shoes that go up to your arch or support your arch somehow. Like it's, I could, I could write on that. Okay. <laughs> speaking of games, speaking of games, are you ready to play? Would you rather? Sounds perfect. Yep. Awesome. Okay. So um, if you are watching, do we have anybody, um, is, is anybody still watching? Say, tell us if you're still <laughs> watching, but we want you to play along with us. And um, here we go. Thank you, Rochelle, for providing this one. Uh, John, do you play Would You Rather very much? You know, I, I I have. And I'd actually, when I was an English teacher, we would do Would You Rathers to work on thesis statements. So they'd, they'd write thesis statements playing it. I would obviously, you know, I uh, definitely, you know, check to make sure they're, you know, PG-13 and everything. But, yeah. Oh, that's not <laughs> yeah. fun. No, if they are um, a little bit provocative, that's my favorite. Okay, here we go. I'm just going to read it. I'm not even going to check to see if Rochelle would approve. Okay, would you rather have the ability to see 10 minutes into the future or 150 years into the future? 10 minutes or 150 years? Uh, hmm. I'm going 150 years. I think I, I think I would do the same. And, and I, I feel like I want to check to see if like my investment into VR is worthwhile <laughs> or if it's a passing fad. So I think I need to know I'm re- I'm researching it right now. So uh, if, uh, if I'm wrong, it would just save me a lot of time to know nobody's using it. <laughs> oh, how's that? I would say 10 minutes because I have put my mouth and my foot together to match, <laughs> but I feel like I would be more successful in life if I knew what was actually going to happen 10 minutes, you know, um, from then. And plus yeah. 150 years, I'm not even going to be around that in itself. Now that I'm over 40, like it's so freaking depressing. Okay, yeah. Next- uh, Rochelle I and I are going to be in robot bodies. Yes. Yeah. I'm working on it. We're going to be alive. Yeah. Not me. Not me. <laughs> All right. Would you rather have telekinesis, the ability to move things with your mind or telepathy, the ability to read minds? Um, hmm. I gotta Ooh. think about that one. I'm gonna tell I, you I'll something. Jump, I'll jump in. Go I don't want to know. I don't want to know what people are thinking. Me I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. move stuff with my mind, and I, I, I think that's TMI. There's yeah. too many cautionary tales in pop culture for that one. It's I want to move things because I want things cleaned up without me actually having to <laughs> lift them up and move them. I just want to. <laughs> just go just move Uh, answer where would that that ability would have been amazing through all the diaper changing years but it just (laughs) officially ended a few months ago like some of us are some of us are in the thick of them right now yeah right (laughs) listen john i had 12 years of changing poopy diapers so all right all right it's amazing to be out of that but i would have liked to have yeah that ability that would have been very much in handy all right would you rather be forced to sing along or dance to every single song you hear (laughs) nobody wants to hear me sing so i'll be dancing i'll be that's not true you have a good voice i'll be singing i terrible dancer i i'm a solid b minus singer i think (laughs) what do you think i'm gonna say rochelle singing well you are wrong because i would rather dance just kidding i would rather sing you're right (laughs) i knew it i knew it okay this is going to be tricky since we're all married but would you rather find true love today or win the lottery next year (laughs) 
or win the lottery next year. Yeah. Would you rather like find true love oh. today or win the lottery next year? Well, how much money are you talking? <laughs> okay. lottery, I'm, I'm thinking a millionaire. If you were going to be a billionaire, oh. or a millionaire, probably in the millions. You know, there's a big difference there. Cause if it's a millionaire, I'm like, meh, but if it's a billionaire, I'm like, eh, okay. I would, I would, I, I'd probably, you know, just like role playing that not married or anything like that. I would, I would say probably the love because I've heard mo money, mo problems. So I'll yeah, have... I'm gonna yeah. tell you something. Love will be there in a year. Choose the lottery, okay? <laughs> <laughs> love can wait. Oh my gosh. What would you choose, Rochelle? You didn't say. I did. You just missed it. Next question. Okay. Okay. La la la. This is going to be Rochelle's favorite that I've asked in oh forever. Would you rather be in jail for five years or be in, co in a coma for a decade? Oh, they're both terrible. No, on either. So <laughs> no, it was jail, choose. jail for five or coma 10. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like just because of the length, I'll go jail five. Yeah, because I mean, maybe there's some decent books. I don't know. Right, I would totally without even without even thinking about it. I'm like, I'm choosing jail <laughs> for sure. Can, but can you choose the jail that you go to so that it's like <laughs> I want to go to Martha Stewart's jail? Oh my gosh, <laughs> she seemed to have a really good time. Um, all right. Oh my gosh, this is. Oh, oh I can't ask this one. No, yeah, good. Skip. Oh, number seven, but I want you to look on that number seven. I'm going to ask you that next time we're together in, in okay. Vegas. Would you rather be chronically underdressed or chronically overdressed? Over. I feel like I am chronically underdressed, so I'll just <laughs> say that one. And it hasn't burned me too much yet, so I'll go say that one. Oh, my gosh. Oh, um, would you rather swim in a pool full of Nutella or a pool full of maple syrup? <laughs> I, I'll dive in if I've got pancakes when I'm going in. If it's maple syrup, I'm trying to think. I'm trying Who's to think logically. In with me is what I want to know. Like that really determines a lot for me. <laughs> that would require a lot of product. I, I I'm trying to think about this logically, but I feel like I'm just gonna go with my my favorite of the two, which would be Nutella. Agree. But I'm just thinking logistically of what I want to be submerged in. I don't mm. know. I I haven't I haven't dipped myself fully in either one yet today. So. Well, let yeah. me know when you do, because I would really like to hear about that. Um, <laughs> I, I think that maple syrup, like real maple syrup is disgusting. My husband loves it so much. We always have real maple syrup and it's disgusting. I like the artificial stuff for sure. Way better. Log cabin any day. Um, okay. Um, do How many more do we get? Are you in a hurry to leave anybody? Because I like this. Nope. You can post. I mean, post. I, I, I sadly, I sadly probably have to get back. I can, I can hear my dog. So maybe do you have one more final one? Yes. <laughs> that sounds good. All right. Um, okay. I'm going to pick a really good one. I think this is kind of, it goes kind of along with your game, John. So, and this could be something that maybe is incorporated. Would you rather be 11 feet tall or nine <laughs> inches tall? Oh. <laughs> 11 feet or nine inches. Oh my goodness. Um, I I've heard that, that tall people don't live as long. So maybe I'd yeah. live super long if I was nine inches and I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm close, I'm closer to nine inches tall. than 11. <laughs> so maybe uh, I should go with that anyways. It won't be too jarring to, to be that tall. <laughs> oh goodness. 
What would you rather, Rochelle? You got to choose one. I know. I'm going with the same answer as John and then just getting some like, you know, excessively high heels. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So that's what I would rather be 11 feet because then like, I feel like I have enough body mass that would go with me and it would look really great. So if I, oh I would God. be 11 feet. So it's wonderful. Well, thank you everybody for joining us, whether it was live or during the replay. We appreciate you so much. Please, please, please check out the Game Stormers um, Kickstarter and follow the hashtag, hashtag Game Stormers. We're making it official today. Please join um, our, our Spring into Spaces class. We love everybody in, at our community. Does anybody have any last words before we say goodbye? I just want to say thank you to you both. It, it was uh, such a pleasure being on the show and thanks everybody for tuning in. Thank yeah. you. It's been Have fun. a good weekend. Dear um, we go.